There's power in telling the truth. There is power in being set free from the truth, as MLK, or better yet, JC, uh, has told us many, many times before. And so, in this little podcast episode, man, we're going to talk about the truth. We're going to talk about how powerful it is to tell the truth, how powerful it is to discover the truth, and potentially how even more powerful it is to understand and embrace you know, the truth that is right in front of all of our eyes. And so without further ado, here is the podcast, The Truth Will Set You Free. So the truth will set you free. A little MLK, a little Martin Luther King action to kick off this little video podcast or audio podcast if you happen to be listening to the audio only only version. But you know, to be correct, that's actually not a little MLK action. That's a little JC action from the Gospel of John. If we look at the Gospel of John, the NIV version, John 8.32 says, You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I have a feeling, as a very, very strong, devout Christian himself, that MLK was indeed quoting scripture when he said, the truth will set you free. And so, to kick this off today, let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Could anything be more correct? I mean, isn't that really just so true? That line about the truth. That line about it setting you free. I mean, think about when you finally find the answer to something. So, you know, you've been just banging your head against the wall that is some problem in your life. It could be a number of things. It could be something in school. It could be something at work. It could be something at home. It could be something anywhere. When you finally discover the solution, it's like, yes. Right? It just feels so good. Right? Like when you finally uncover the truth, you know, related to whatever it is that you're looking at, it just feels so good. There is an undeniable power that is associated with that truth. You know, or maybe you're having a hard time with someone. Maybe there's a rift between you and somebody else. And everything is hard, everything is difficult, right? But then once truth comes out. Once you both say what needs to be said, it's an incredible relief that comes over you, the other person, both of you. There's no feeling quite like it, right? There is no feeling quite like the truth bubbling up to the surface when it had before been covered up, when it had before been hidden. And so the truth, it will indeed set you free And there is a power available in that truth that is undeniable. So the undeniableness of the truth, I think that this helps to explain why it feels so good, right? I think that this undeniableness helps to explain the unique quality of goodness that the truth does indeed possess. I think it helps to better understand, you know, just how relieving it feels to find the truth. It doesn't matter if we're talking about your studies. It doesn't matter if we're talking about your career. It doesn't matter if we're talking about your home life with your spouse or your kids, right? When you discover the truth, there is a feeling that is unlike any other. Well, in logic, 
there is something called the law of non-contradiction. So here is here is a law of non-contradiction example for you guys. I'm going to draw on the law of non-contradiction as it was presented to me by the late, great Ravi Zacharias. He just passed away. Uh, it was just a couple of months ago. And just what what an unbelievable apologist for the the Christian world. Just an unbelievable man. He taught me so much. And I just, wow, I just, I, I, I can't even can't even begin to, to say the impact that he's had on my life. But anyway, he introduced me to this whole idea of the law of non-contradiction, and I find it to be very fascinating. So in logic, there's something called the law of non-contradiction, and it effectively states that at, at, at the same time, two things cannot both be true in the same sense. So two things cannot both operate the space of truth in the same way. So for example, we, can't, we, we can certainly say that the sky is blue, and the sky is above us. Both of those things can be true because they're describing two different elements of the sky, right? We're describing its color. We're descri- describing its you know, proximal relationship to us. Those are very, very different elements. Both true, no contradiction. But we cannot say the sky is blue and the sky is not blue. We can't say that, right? That would be a contradiction, right? It has to be one or the other, right? We can't say A and non-A simultaneously. That is effectively the law of non-contradiction. And oftentimes, the undeniable power is at work in our lives in so many ways when it comes to the truth and when it comes to the non-contradictory nature of the truth. And so, for example, let's say you solve a math problem. Let's say you solve a really hard math problem. I remember many, many hard math problems that I had to solve working through uh, not only my undergraduate studies, but my graduate studies for sure. When you solve a problem and it only has one answer, which is not always the case with math problems, but if it only has one answer and you find it, it is an unbelievable feeling. And again, you have found the only answer to this problem. The one single solution you possess, that is in essence... Another example of the law of non-contradiction. It's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling because you know the uniqueness of what you have just discovered. You could be at work and maybe a project rests on your shoulders, right? And that project does really well and you feel really good as a result of that because you played such a pivotal role in that project. Either the project rested on your shoulders or it didn't rest on your shoulders, Right? Now, this is probably not the greatest example, but it's one that just popped into my head. And so, if the project rests on your shoulders, then it has to rest on your shoulders. It can't rest on your shoulders and not rest on your shoulders at the same time. And so, again, those are those would be contradictory statements or contradictory evaluations of the situation. They both can't operate in the same space. And so, you know, if the project rests on your shoulders and you do a good job, then that truth, that truism of the project being a big part uh, of your role or of your role playing a big part in that project is probably a clearer way to say that. It's going to be an incredible feeling. Or again, maybe you're at home. Maybe you have a rift with your spouse. Maybe you have a rift with your child. Maybe you have a rift with the neighbor, right? When what needs to be said is finally said and there is no other way around it, right? Everybody in the room knows what needs to be said, whether it's an apology, a forgiveness, 
you know, whatever the case may be. Everybody knows what it need what what needs to be said. When it's finally said, there's just there's nothing like it, right? There's no feeling like that. It's an incredible, incredible feeling indeed. So, in a lot of ways, the truth is exclusive. It's very exclusive. I think by definition, it's just it's exclusive. I believe it's that exclusivity that really gives the truth a lot of this unique power. Now, oftentimes too, I mean, the truth, it's, it's difficult, right? It's hard. It's difficult to say. It's difficult to accept. It's difficult to hear. It's just, it's just difficult, right, across the board. The pain, that pain, oftentimes though, it's an indication of its necessity, right? The difficultness, difficulty of the truth accepting it, embracing it, moving forward with it, whatever, that is oftentimes a, uh, an indication, kind of a, a flashing light, that, hey, this is really important. I need to pay attention to this, and I have to reckon with this one way or another. Well, what's fascinating about this notion as a Christian is its entire meaning, its power, its definition, its implications, it's all demonstrated through the person of Jesus Christ. And that is fascinating to me as a Christian. And here's a great example. There is no better example of this than near the end of Jesus' life. Near the end of Jesus' life, he is standing before Pontius Pilate. And they're having a conversation, right? This is the, 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 the Jesus and Pontius Pilate conversation. They're having an exchange. And they're trying to figure out, well, I mean, Pontius Pilate's trying to figure out what to do with Jesus. Right? He's been handed over to Pontius Pilate. The people are calling for his death. The people are calling for his crucifixion. The people are saying, you've got to, you've got to kill this guy like he's crazy. He, he's, he, he says he's the Messiah. He says he's the king. You've got to do something about this. Right? Pontius Pilate is, you know, in his defense, he's in a tough spot. Because he's like, look, I've, I've, I've examined this man. I've examined this man. I've looked at what he's done. I find no fault in this man. He appears to be innocent. According to, to my analysis, my investigation. He appears to have done no wrong. So here is the exchange between Jesus and Pontius Pilate. It actually goes on much longer than this, but I'm just going to pull out uh, a couple of verses from John 18. So John 18, verse 37, Pontius Pilate says, you are a king then. Jesus answers, you say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Now, again, there's a lot more around that. Before that, after that, definitely check that out. That was in John 18. The verse that I read was verse 37. So give that guy a look. But here is what's amazing about this exchange. And as it relates to the truth, Jesus says himself right there that he came to testify to the truth. All he had to do in that moment was lie. All he had to do in that moment was deny that he was king. That's all he had to do. He could have avoided all of it. He could have avoided the cross. He could have avoided the flogging. He could have avoided the crucifixion. He could have avoided the death. He could have avoided the separation from his father in heaven, Father God. He could have avoided all of it. But he didn't. He stood there, just like he said he came to do. He stood there, truth personified, 
in the person of Jesus Christ. He stood there and he plainly spoke the truth. He stood there and he plainly did what was true, said what was true, did what was right, and said what was right. And so, in the most important moment in history, Jesus did what he had to do. Knowing full well what it meant. Knowing full well the pain and the difficulty and the agony that he was going to face. He knew that it was going to mean separation from his father. He knew that it was going to mean incredible suffering. And he knew that it meant bearing the full weight of pain of our sin. And he did it. He told the truth. Why did he tell the truth? He told the truth for you. He told the truth for you. In that moment, think about this for a second. In that moment, when Jesus was responding to Pontius Pilate, you know what he was thinking about? He wasn't thinking about the cross. He wasn't thinking about his death. He wasn't thinking about the pain and the agony and the suffering. You know what he was thinking about? He was thinking about you right now, 2,000 years later. He was thinking about your life right now, 2,000 years later. He was thinking about you being reunited with him one day in heaven at his father's side. That's why he told the truth. That's why he embraced the pain that was sure to come his way. And that's why the unbelievable power of the truth for us as Christians is so much more than just finding the answer or finding the solution, which is pretty cool in its own right. Pretty cool indeed. But man, it is nothing like the truth personified in Jesus. And so, remember that, guys. Remember that when you're in a situation where you have to hear the truth in your own life and it's hard to hear it. Remember that when you're in a situation and you have to speak the truth in your own life and it's hard to say it. Remember that, you know, in your own life when you are called upon to fully embrace the truth and you just can't do it. If Jesus did it for you in the most important moment in human history, you can do it for him. Alright guys, so that is it for this podcast. Whether you watched the video version or just checked out the audio version, you guys know, man, I am so appreciative of your time and your attention. And I pray, I pray for each and every one of you. I pray that you are moved by this little podcast, that somehow God used me and used this platform to speak to you in a way that makes sense to only you, that will draw you a little bit nearer to him and to his son Jesus and to the cross, ultimately where everything ends up and everything ultimately matters. So I appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope that the truth does set you free today. And uh, if you guys want to check out some more content, there's a bunch of stuff down below, fitness stuff, uh, finance stuff, and faith stuff. And so give it a look, and uh, I will see you guys next time.